Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we're back. Hey, Julie, believe it or not, are you ready for this? Big yes. announcement. I don't yes. know if you've been paying attention. Uh-oh. It's the officially last day of April. I know. How did that happen? <laughs> you blink know. and another month's gone. Oh, but let's yeah. not forget, Yes. there has been no official pandemic no. in 2021. All is good. Now, be careful what you, you know. I know, right. But yeah. remember last time this this time oh, of year, I last do. year, this time of year? I got a pandemic for my birthday. Yeah, exactly. So, that was in yeah. March. But just to think back that how much things can change in 12 months is extraordinary. That is for sure. Well, just think of it this way. Back when the pandemic hit, think about how people's attitudes about just everything, you know, housing market, economy, all these other things. It just completely, everyone's initial impression was pretty much wrong. Yeah. You like know? hit with a stun gun and, you know, the market's going to crash. Nothing's going to happen. I I was just um, kind of uh, joking a little bit with one of our hair certified coaches about, we were talking about, you know, why we're going to continue with Fast and Furious. And I said, you know, my favorite thing to read is when somebody says, well, you know, I can't go on forever because what about a black swan event? And it's like, were you not around in 2020? Does that not count as a black swan event? If you're, if you're in your forties, your fifties, you've been through basically it amounts to maybe three or four black swan events so far in your life, at least. Sure. And the reality of it is, is that the, uh, you know, fortitude of the country and the economy and Mm -hmm. demographics and all the things we talk about constantly on this podcast will make it so all of you can financially weather the storm and get through to brighter times. But the thing that often happens and and uh, this is the reason I want to talk about our topic today is that agents are, well, people in general are emotionally scarred and never let those scars go. Right. So the agent who's sitting around waiting for another black swan event or another shooter dropper, you know, the locusts to finally show up along with mm-hmm. the zombies, you know, they're probably going to not have very, uh, very happy or successful life or career. And that's because they're not looking at the fact that, hey, you know, it's not that you've been through these things. It's that you made it through these things and you're still right. alive and you're still able to look forward to tomorrow. And I found that, and when again, when I was thinking about this topic for today, it's something we've talked about before, um, but I think it really does get to the heart of really the essence of a lot of people's questions that they have about their business and personal lives. And I know I wrote this topic, and like I like to write topics, so they're a little bit salacious, a little bit attention-grabbing. <laughs> no, maybe, not you. <laughs> and maybe sometimes even a little bit offensive to the tender-hearted. but the topic is six rules only rich people know. Oh. But you know yeah. what's funny? And, and, and these points, we've... We've had these iterations of these points. Our points sure. evolve, right? Mm-hmm. We originally wrote this back in 2012 or 2014. Mm-hmm. And as I was going through these notes, I was updating them and I was realizing um, that past uh, Tim and Julie really had their acts together because they're really good notes for one. They are. But, right but, but two, how much added uh, reinforcement to the original thought of the point that we've been able to um, you know, a- essentially accumulate over just the past almost 10 years mm-hmm. because all the other things that have happened in the economy. So it's kind of cool to see. Yeah, definitely. You know the evolution I mean? of the thought. And, you know, and if they're a little bit salacious, we do that to make you think, to make you pay attention, to make you remember. So let's get started. And when you're go- when we're going through these points, um, as we, Julie, as Julie and I are fond of doing, we're trying to cut through 
the BS as much as we can and get to really the heart of helping you be introspective about why you, not even necessarily why you think the way you think, because that's kind of an endless, um, you know, downward circular hurricane of, you know, never ending, you know, why questions. So here's really what all you're really supposed to be doing when you listen to Juliana's show or read our books is don't ask yourself the why you think the way you think. Just acknowledge the fact that you do think the way you think. And maybe it's time for you to update your thinking. That's it. So don't go backwards in your mind and think about what, what caused you to think about money, for example, for the reason that you do, because who cares? It doesn't matter. Maybe you need, now need to acknowledge the fact that maybe some of the thoughts and beliefs you had about money are the very things that are leading you to have struggles with money. And I think as we go through these points, I, we will convince you that that is the case, at least for some of you. Well, by some of you, I mean 99.9% of you. Uh, and these are all points that Julie and I have obviously worked on for ourselves personally, but also with our coaching clients over the years, because it is fascinating to watch how people will follow very, very predictable, duplicatable, or very, very predictable patterns that are going to lead them back to the same place, which is usually having financial struggles. And as we go through this, I want you to ask yourself questions like, have you had a life that was essentially feast or feast and famine? Ups and downs in your income, ups and downs in your financial situation. Have you been struggling with money? Not so much struggling to the point where you know, you're holding a cardboard sign on a street corner, but struggling to the point where money has become an omnipresent fear and worry, something that sets a sort of a dark shadow over virtually all aspects of your life. Am I being overly dramatic? Perhaps, but I think if you're being honest with yourself, as we go through some of these points, you're going to realize that it has always been the 800-pound girl on your back. And you can easily, in many cases, choose to no longer have those financial pressures on yourself. So the first question you're going to have to really uh, confront within yourself is why aren't you rich yet? And that's really, really want to start out with that first question. So maybe if you're writing these notes down or if you're sharing these with other people, write the question down, why am I not rich yet? And now, if you're then writing that question down you're mentally thinking about it and the answers you're coming up with are blaming, are essentially uh, you know, looking for external reasons, then you are making excuses for you not to be rich or even financially secure and you probably never will be. Because the moral of the story is the reason that you aren't X yet, be it rich or anything else, is because the past version of you has not taken the actions necessary uh, for the present version of you and future version of you to enjoy what it is that you what you claim that you want. So in this case, for the sake of uh, today's podcast and probably tomorrow's, it's going to be focused on being rich. So as we enter into uh, rule number one, Julie, um, you know, six rules for only only rich people know. Anything that pops to your mind as we go through these? Well, I think you're right to have them be introspective about what their financial pattern in life has been. Mm -hmm. Because we do see that, you know, it, it's it's rare for somebody to be like all one way or another. It's, it's very common. And I think that real estate for some uh, exacerbates the whole feast and famine thing, just the nature of it, right? You sell a house today, you're probably not getting paid today. So we're already stretching the time frame out. But uh, people do get into this habit of making a lot of money and then having a dry spell and then, oh my gosh, freaking out, let's make some more money again. And I think some of that is maybe lack of business maturity. Some of it is habitual. Some of it is self-inflicted motivation. It's lizard brain stuff too. A lot of people like to talk about scarcity and abundance, right? And <clears throat> yes. so if you get a commission check and you spend all the money, or if you have money and then you spend it all, why is it that you're doing that? Well, again, let's not worry about the why, but realize in many cases, it's deeply rooted lizard brain type stuff. Um, you know, so all these types of interesting uh, psychological stuff, uh, psychological conversations you can have with yourself, save those for when you're rich. Don't worry about trying to solve yeah. all that now. Your emotional Rubik's Cube 
is not that different than everyone else's. So the big takeaway from all of our coaching, all of our books, all of our podcasts is to take action. Don't try to figure, don't try to solve the Rubik's Cube and then tell yourself after you've solved it, then you're going to take the action. Take the actions because what happens then is your uh, the why or the reason that you act or think the way you think, it automatically goes away as you're uh, uh, moving towards the direction that you want to be in. Yeah, the action is not working on getting ready to take action. Right. right? The action is not ruminating about what may or may not be wrong with you. I often say to coaching clients, especially, you know, that are in, you know, some financial pain, you don't get to have a problem. that's, That's a luxury of time that you can't afford. Don't have a problem. That's not the thing to work on. And I think you're right because once they get into the momentum, uh, especially once they figure out how to predictably and duplicatably earn, then their whole outlook, uh, their outlook changes anyway. Your mindset automatically changes. So whatever you were going to work on, when it goes away, think about how much time you just spent saved. Write a list down of all the things that you're going to do as soon as you get five things done. Right? Isn't it funny? <laughs> right. I'm going to go to the gym as soon as. I'm going to lose weight as soon as. I'm going to start learning how to list uh, real estate as soon as. I'm going to blah, 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 blah. The list is endless. These well, are all. We did a podcast called What Are You Waiting For? Right. Right. And so. the, the best way to do it is uh, get all the things figured out and fixed and tweaked while you're in the process of doing it. Yeah. When you drive past that for sale by owner this weekend, go knock on the door even though your pre-listing pack isn't done, even though you don't know perfectly what to say yet. Just take the actions. And then what you're going to see is your brain is going to start being rewired around taking those actions. And it, the, the uh, entanglement of procrastination and getting ready to get started will be released from your mind. And then you're going to start becoming a new person. And I, you have I, new thoughts when you do that too. You do. You get, out, you get out of that you know, habitual grind. You're off the hamster wheel of thought. Right. Because you in your mind, you're right now, many of you are this person that's always getting ready. You're this person that's always ready to get, getting ready to get started. You're never the person that gets anything done. And those things have compounded because everywhere around you are little prom, un, unmet promises, un, uncommit, you know, unfulfilled obligations. All these things are all the way around you. And that in itself, that psychological weight is causing you more stress than you can possibly imagine. And that's an interesting, you know, it, people think that there's stress within the doing, like going on knocking on that FISBO door is stressful. Well, it might be for a millisecond, but the reality of it is driving past that for sale by owner, knowing that you could have taken that listing and helped that seller, that, and you don't acknowledge it because it's subconscious for many of you, is more of a stress on you, more of a burden than had you actually just taken the actions. Yes, which will be exacerbated in stress level when you drive past and somebody else's sign with a sold sign is in it. That's right. How stressful is that? What would you have rather done? Have the temporary stress of actually door knocking? And the one buyer you were working with who you (laughs) swore was going to, you know, you, you knew from church and your best friend forever and they happen to buy that FISBO through that other agent because you didn't have the courage to go knock on the door. Where are you going to feel the most stress? And then after that happens, how are you going to feel about yourself? Not good, right? And how many of you then, after having that bad experience, are going to compound it with more bad experiences versus basically using that as the very thing you've been looking for to finally get yourself to move in the right direction? Well, don't wait for the bad thing to happen before you finally move in the right well, direction. Well, you see, that's a pattern though, isn't it? Yeah, sure it is. That, that many people will wait. We see this I mean, we see this when people come to coaching because something kicked their butts, something surprised them. They had to wait until they felt enough pain to take action. And 
that's kind of a bad habit to get into. And full circle, that's the reason a lot of people have feast and famine lifestyles. Yes. That's the reason they have, you know, they have abundance and then they have scarcity. They have mm-hmm. money, they don't have money. They have great months and they have poor months. They have great years and they have poor years. They might have great five or six years and then all of a sudden they're in the dumper again. Yep. It's the same behavioral pattern repeating itself and manifesting itself in many different forms of your life. So for the sake of conversation today um, and tomorrow and probably the next day, we're going to talk about uh, the six rules only rich people know. Rule number one, write this down. Remember this. And like I said, these have been, um, these these points have, are always changing, always evolving. But here it is. Rich, uh, rule number one, rich is where, first of all, your desire is to be rich. I'm gonna I'm going to give this to you as the strongest of suggestions that you admit that your desire is to be rich. Now, some of you are uh, politically, I would say, um, not comfortable with the idea of the word rich. So let me make rich a let me give you a really great definition of rich. Rich is simply where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money. Now, if you do feel some sort of abhorrence to the word rich, that by the way might be part of your problem. That's the reason you haven't accumulated any money. Because if you have these deep-rooted uh, bad thoughts about rich people, and we don't even I don't even want to pick any of those scabs with you on this podcast, that might be, again, the reason why you have yet to create any kind of financial security for yourself, meaningful financial security for yourself, because deeply rooted into your programming was the idea that in order for you to be rich, you have to somehow be bad, right? Now, if you think that way, fine. If you don't think that way, fine. But just here's the easiest way to think of rich. Rich is simply where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money. That means, for example, that if your personal monthly overhead is $7,500 a month and you have $7,500 a month coming in passively, guess what? By our definition, you're rich. Everyone, no matter what your political leanings are, can at least agree that it would be nice if you didn't actually have to worry about paying your own personal bills anymore, that all that money was coming in passively. Can we agree to that, Julie Harris? Yes, we can. So you might say that rule number one is actually the acceptance of the definition of rich, that this is a common thing, the six rules that only rich people know. I would say that that's a common belief amongst rich people, that that is a very good definition of what rich actually means. But that really is. So the first real thing they have to do is have the skill set to basically uh, earn money, right? Yes. So when you're on your ascension here, when you're climbing your ladder, job one is to get an education. Well, obviously you're in real estate. Let's assume most of you are, is to get an education and a training that other people are going to want to uh, then want to use you, right? So if you're not a really Provide value, provide service. Exactly. That's the whole point of having a skill set. Your skill set in order for you to be competitive, has to be superior to what your uh, the potential sellers see as your competitor. So you have to have a superior skill set. That somebody's willing to pay for. Exactly. And that exact that last point's really important too. You might have a great skill set for making videos, but I promise or you know, for TikTok videos, but I promise you, sellers do not give a hooey about that. They want to know what you're going to do to help them, right. not what you're going to do to try to make yourself uh, be famous. But that is a different soapbox. It is. So right now, passive income sources. Remember, rich is where your money works for you. You no longer have to work for your money. Passive income sources could be rentals, uh, could be revenue share from you know EXP Realty, for example. It could be dividend paying stocks, securities. There's all kinds of passive sources of income. But you'll notice the ones that Julie and I are rattling off are passive sources of income that are not predicated on a real estate transaction. These are pass- passive sources of income is just that. It's passive. The money comes in whether you decide to work that day or not. Again, what we want for you is for you to be rich. We want you to 
to make it so that you give yourself the option of waking up in the morning, uh, you know, and walking then, around money, <laughs> walking around money and knowing all your bills and all the security that you want for yourself and your family is completely secure. After you've got the skill set that is marketable, your next job to be should be creating passive income from the profits from your business in order for you to basically be independently wealthy. Rule number two, Julie Harris. Indeed. So rule number two, accept the fact that no one, not even your mama, wants you to be rich. <laughs> Society wants you to be dependent on government, schools, social security, a job, being a lifelong debt slave. The system cannot, the system can exist if people stop believing they can't be free. The system can't exist. Did I write that right? The si- oh, there's can't. no T. I think can't, can't exist. Yeah. Yeah. The system can't exist if people stop believing. Uh, well, in other words, the system requires you to be dependent. By the system, I mean literally everything. I mean the government. I mean the way that you – look, here's an interesting question for you. If you were financially free, would you vote the way you voted? Would you, would you think the thoughts that you have? Would you, would you have a completely different set of parameters in which you live your life by? Because what happens is, and what's happening now, is people are becoming more and more dependent in, uh, uh, in the system. And again, we can just, I don't want to say government because then it becomes terribly political. Right. But that is what's happening right now in society. People are giving up their freedom. People are giving up their autonomy. Um, people are giving up their ability to actually have control of their free thoughts to for the sense for a sense of uh, mama and papa government taking care of them, and that's what a lot of people do with jobs, and that's also basically what happens when you have a lot of debt. When you are beholden to something else, be it you know you have to keep that job, you have to you know uh, vote the way you vote, you have to do what you're going to do, you have to believe the way you believe because you have the debt, and if you stop having those. If you stop taking the actions of essentially working within this controlled ecosystem, then you're not going to have the money to basically pay for your house. Do you guys see how this keeps you enslaved forever and how, and maybe that's not the right word, but the reality of it is, is that's, it's like indentured servitude. And when you're within that ecosystem, which, you know, all of us are born into, but we can choose to leave it if we choose to be rich, which gets back to the first point. The first point where your money is working for you and you're not, which... That's fine. So true freedom only comes from being rich. (laughs) Uh, Do your friends want you to be rich? No. Why don't your friends want you to be rich? Makes them uncomfortable. That's right. It makes them uncomfortable, but also because they're stuck within that ecosystem. They're stuck within that same world that you're stuck within. And if all of a sudden you start to climb out, if you start to be free, it's going to make them uncomfortable. They're going to start having mostly subconscious thoughts about why it is when when they see that you, for example, get a real estate license and you quit the job that you've had forever, that you're dad had, that your mom had, that your grandma had, you you then maybe even start having these bigger, grander thoughts, these notions for your life that are far beyond any notions they've had for themselves, you are, in their minds, rejecting them. Right. Even if that's subconscious, even if they wouldn't right. say that to you, the impression is that it must not be good enough for you. That's right. So, does, yeah. Go ahead, Joey. Next point right there. Okay. So does your preacher, pastor, rabbi want you to be rich? Well, not really, unless you're giving them money or the organization money, right? And there's so much surrounding that whole religious outlook that, you know, it's evil to be rich and all that kind of thing. Well, but ultimately, does anybody want you to step outside of the golden cage in which you find yourself in? No. Do schools want you to be rich? No. Why? Schools are filled with people 
who work there because they wanted a sense of security. They personally often distrust people who are not also safety and security minded as their primary drivers. Now, again, I'm trying to write something in such a way that it grabs your attention. And some of you that may have, like I know Julie, she, her parents are both teachers. And so I can I know from having been married to Julie for 30 years that the way I wrote that probably has a, tain, a, a, a little tiny uh, pinprick yeah, well, sure, because I'm glad they had some safety and security. It would have been nice if they were paid more, of course. But, you know, I mean, schools, government, your preacher, your friends, nobody is really pulling for you to be rich. It makes them uncomfortable. Because when you're rich, you're free. When you're rich, you're no longer dependent. When you're rich, you might choose to no longer essentially live where you're living, either physically or even mentally or emotionally. Does the government want you to be rich? No, because if you're rich, they have less ability to control you because you are not dependent. In fact, you are independent of them, which is, historically speaking, a big threat. To the government. To the government. They right. don't like that. They right. like to control you. Look at all the different, you know, programs. It's funny how people often will rationalize expenditure, you know, as a write-off, like the government is paying them to spend money, but in fact, it's manipulating their behavior, right? Well, but I mean, that's a really good point. If you are getting a tax deduction for spending your money in a certain specific way uh, that you wouldn't have otherwise spent the money in that particular way before, you are being manipulated. Yeah. It, again, this is all you being essentially led around by your emotional nose to essentially be of servitude to somebody else. And look, you might get to the point where you're rich. Maybe you have more financial abundance than you ever possibly could fathom. And you might choose to still believe the thoughts you're believing. Like you don't want to change your religion. You're happy with your religion. That's great. You might even want to stay in the same town. Hopefully your friends basically come around all these things. But the point is, is you got to understand that a lot of the reasons that people stay living these lives uh, where they're basically, you know, maybe single digit percents of the people they could become. You know, you're not, most of you aren't even operating anywhere near at full capacity. You're operating at maybe 5% of what you're capable of physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, educationally. You know, the life that you're living is a mere shadow of what could possibly be. And what we're impressing upon you or doing our best to is wake you up to the realization that ultimately the first step is after you have a marketable skill and after essentially you're able to produce a consistent profit, then you focus all your best energies, not on becoming famous, not on buying 10 boats, but actually creating passive income so that you can be rich. Rich is merely where your money works for you. You no longer have to work for your money. Does your broker want you to be free and rich and free? And no, they don't. <laughs> you know, I mean, other than frankly, EXP Realty. And they're only, the proof is in the pudding. EXP Realty through the equity and revenue shares made many, many, many agents millionaires. No, so, but here's the interesting question. If your broker, if you were to become rich and free, what real value would you have to your broker? Because the broker's fearful that maybe you wouldn't want to still produce. You wouldn't have to sell real estate anymore because you didn't have bills to pay anymore. And so then maybe you would stop basically producing income for them. So again, this is a cold, hard reality. And these thoughts aren't 100%, obviously. But for the most part, you're not surrounded by people that truly want you to be rich and free which the, uh, the pressures, like the stop and smell the roses, you're working too hard, you're having too much stress, you're letting this get by you and that get by you. All these little nice, helpful, you know, nice with quotes, helpful things that people say to you are actually dream killers. They're actually slowly, you know, uh, killing you from one little pinprick, one little helpful comment at a time. And that's something that is going to be around you on your, as you're on your ascension. And the best thing to do is be consciously aware when somebody is giving you some little helpful advice that's really designed to deter you from your a success path, from deter you from being rich, acknowledge it in your head, but say nothing. 
Because you, once you start becoming aware of all the things that are around you, especially if you pay attention to media, which you should not do, yeah. then you're going to see everything around you is designed that you always are going to be dependent your entire life. Look, the news, everything, everything around you, all these things want you to be dependent. They want you to never have a sense of independent thought, let alone independent action. They want you to be holding to living in a certain area, living a certain lifestyle, spending money in certain ways, because it reinforces them. It keeps them, the system, in control. This is not a conspiracy theory, so I'm not. I'm just telling you that's how no, basically it's just reality. It's I how mean, society's and, set up. And really, if you look at all of your uh, mini points under point number two, which is not even your mama wants you to be rich. Um, all of those if you, are different segments of people who are around you, right? You've got a religious aspect, you've got a school aspect, you've got a family aspect, a friend aspect, and even your broker. So if it's pretty much wherever you look and then you turn on the news and that's confirmation bias, they're going to say something that just reinforces everybody else. And pretty soon you start to lose your will to actually be rich. Well, here's an interesting question for you. And this is a hard question for, all, for most agents to answer, most people to answer. Uh, if you were rich and free... Would you keep your job? Real estate probably would, but most most people not in real estate, if they have a job, probably not. Yep. Would you live in the same house? Would you uh, drive the same car, wear the same clothes? Here's an interesting little uh, a, a tie-in. Would you look the way you look or would you lose weight? Or maybe in the rare yep. case, would you gain weight? Would you choose to live in the town in which you live now? The answer to many of those questions is going to be probably no, because when you're broke, when you have broken free of the dependency, you then start to explore the other possibilities that life has to offer. Well, it gets down to freedom, doesn't it? It does. It's libertas. It is libertas. It it gets down to your ability to choose for yourself. If it's meant to be, it's up to me. And if you truly believe that, then you're one step closer to being rich. And by the way, I'll give you guys a little secret here. Once you've adopted this sort of approach to what your business is all about, number one, gaining an educa education that's going to give you a, a, a skill set that other people are going to be willing to pay for and primarily focused on being a listing agent. Then essentially running a profit-focused business, knowing that your primary product from your business is profit. If you don't have profit, then you won't have the money to reinvest into sources of passive income. Once you just stay on the, that relatively simple, straightforward path forward, then what's going to happen is once you reach that level of uh, financial abundance where you're rich, where you're having enough income coming in, that you're and it's all passive, that you no longer have to think about money. It's now you're rich, your money's working for you, you no longer have to work for your money. Here's what happens. Every single time, every single person I've ever, Julie and I have ever worked with that stayed on this path, sometimes they've done it in a year, sometimes they've done it two years, sometimes they stopped and start, stopped and start, and it's taken them like 15 years. But every single person, once they reach that first milestone of enough passive income to cover all their, their personal bills, they have then a almost spiritual awakening, and I don't mean that in the literal sense, realizing the possibilities of life. They didn't know that 800-pound grill was on their back. But if all of a sudden they don't have to actually think about taking care of their immediate financial needs, they don't earn less money. They don't just you know get lazy. Yeah. They earn far more money because then they want more of it. So then they're going to earn more money. And they're they're hyper-motivated. They're hyper, exactly. They're going to learn to be a service to more people. They're going to want to have more experiences. They're going to want to help more people. All these types of things start happening after they've taken care of the immediate financial needs. That's the first taste of freedom. And once they've had that first taste of freedom, they want more of it. And they want more of it for other people. We're going to be getting that in 
another podcast. Yes, but since the first stage is being able to earn consistently using the skills that you got by getting your education, that's a good place to start. All right, and then get ready for this point right here. So last point is really the best point of today's podcast. But remember, guys, if you have not downloaded and completed your 2021 business plan, text 2021 to 47372. Text 2021 to 47372. And when you text, when you text, we'll text you back. Real estate, the real estate uh, treasure, real estate treasure map, right? Yes. <laughs> and think and grow rich for real estate. And the real estate treasure map is our fill in the blank business and life plan. It's a perfect place for all of you to get started. And the uh, the other book is Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate, which is Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, um, the public domain version that we've added a lot of real estate content to. So all you've got to do is text 2021 to 47372. Go ahead and do it now. Text 2021 to 47372. And the last point is promised is the best point. Yes. Do you want to be rich and free? Have you ever known anyone who was? Do you even believe it's possible? Have you ever thought deeply about what it would feel like if you never had to worry about the lack of money again? That's an interesting, I put, that was in something I didn't, close. wasn't, well, it's because, here, think about this. Mm-hmm. Have any of you, and the answer is, it's almost impossible to. If you don't know somebody who's rich and yeah. free, it's impossible to manifest those emotions inside of yourself, mm-hmm. no matter how good you are at meditating or sure. being introspective or, you know, praying. It doesn't, because if, unless you have known somebody that has become rich and free and you've you've been around them and you've you know breathed their air and you've looked in their eyes and if you you know you won't know what it's like so the only other you know precursor to actually experiencing it yourself is to read books expose yourself to other people who you're confident have actually uh, earned the right to be rich and free well this is why think and grow rich is the quintessential book for you know getting that kind of exposure yes sure. historical but these were significant figures who were indeed rich which by the way they get when they do that yeah when they text 21 uh, 2021 to 47372 so if you can do the best you can and just close your eyes and, and then a man in your mind i want you to and i know it's hard because if you've never experienced this before your whole way of thinking your complete your your uh, your operating system is all built around the idea that you will never be rich and free. Your entire way of thinking is built around being dependent, being dependent on a job, being dependent on living in a particular area, living in a certain way. If you can somehow detach yourself from that by imagining what it would feel like, and, and this is something, frankly, I do um, till still to this day because it really does help me, is I will start thinking about, and this is basically how Julie and I are living now, so it's not that difficult, but when before we were living this way, maybe 15 years ago, what I would do is I would imagine what it would be like waking up in the morning and making it so that my wake up, my, my, uh, uh, my you know, real reality was better than my dreams, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought, to, I started out with that thought. What would it feel like to make it so that when I opened my eyes and when I kind of rebooted up, what would it be like if that reality was better than whatever my best dream was, right? That's a great place to start. It is. And, and so if you think about what is it that you want to feel, right? If, what is it you want to feel? You want to feel like you're, you can do what you want to do when you want to do it at the highest level. Doing what you, and that's the exact opposite of what it takes to get to the point to where you are rich. When you are working your way up to being rich, you have to spend a lot of time doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. In other words, the equation of doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level versus doing what you want to do when you want to do it at the highest level is probably going to be as high as 80-20. 80% doing what you don't want to do, 20% doing what you want to do. If you're really high performing, 
focus, it's going to be more like 90-10. But what happens is after you start creating uh, passive sources of income, then that starts to pivot back towards doing more of what you want to do when you want to do it at the highest level. So if you were to ask me and Julie, because we we get questions asked like this when we're on other people's Zooms, what's the biggest difference between being rich and free and being essentially beholden or being essentially somebody who's living under the, you know, the constraints of uh, being, a, you know, a, a debt slave or being somebody who's always, you know, not really realized that they could be rich and free. What's the biggest difference is because you then can start spending 90% of your time around people you want to uh, be around, talking about the things you want to talk about, doing what you want to do, when you want to do it, at whatever level in which you choose. It's, it, it's real freedom. And what happens then is you start creating other things. Your mind doesn't want to just be complacent. And now now that you've achieved that level of freedom, what happens is that spark inside of you grows to a roaring flame. And then all of a sudden you're discovering all these facets of life you never, facets of yourself and your family that you never knew existed before. Because you're, so much of your brain power is not being used for the creation of immediate financial needs. That's right. So you've got to take action on that. That's why we're only giving you these two, although very robust and significant points, two points at a time so you can digest this. You can think about it. So homework is for you to actually visualize. What would that be like for you? What's it like for your family when you actually have those thoughts? What would it be like for you to be rich and free and to have that freedom to do what you want to do when you want to do it at hopefully a very high level? And if you are now at this point in your life and you're realizing you've always wanted to have that feeling, you've always wanted to be rich, then you need to start out with the fact that you have frankly not yet earned the right to be rich by meaning specifically you have not yet learned how to be of service to enough people accomplish their goals. There's a direct relationship between the number of people you help to accomplish their goals and the amount of goals in your life you're going to be able to accomplish yourself. And that only comes on the other side of doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. And if you basically been walking the line where maybe you were only really, you know, doing what you didn't want to do 30% of your time and 70% of the time you were doing it you wanted to do. Or you're not doing it at a high level, you right. know, and you're not getting the results. You might be doing the actions, but because you're not yet doing it at the highest enough level, you're not getting the results yet. That's right. And people who join coaching, people are ready to actually make an investment and then becoming the person they're truly wanting to be, but they just need a guiding hand to get them there faster. Those are the people obviously have a higher propensity for sex, success, success, success. the quicks. There's certain words I'm tripping on today. It's Friday. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Friday, okay. exactly. All right, so guys, in the meantime, if you want to talk to us about joining our EXP uh, family, it's called Libertas, by the way, which does mean freedom in Latin. Please just text me directly at 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day, and we'll talk with you on the show on Monday. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.